humanly speaking, I should be taking off. for at least the month of August. Uh, but um, in light of all that's going on uh, and in such a time as this uh, this is more important than that and I'll just get my rest in between and I hope that my staff would get their rest in between because truly uh, giving God two to three hours of good service each day is uh, the least we can do. The least we can do. And, uh, and what I have found in serving the Lord, just like the more you give to Him, the more He gives back to you, the more you use your talent, your gifts, your strength, your body in service for Him, He blesses you in so many ways. So I hope that uh, you will look at it that way. I, I'm not getting from the Lord that this is the time to take a two-week month long vacation. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and oh, what a time we had with God on yesterday regarding that issue. Yes, even foes in the family. Don't love anybody more than you love God now. Don't love anybody more than you love Jesus. And this is why I preached a series uh, right at the beginning of the coronavirus plague. Uh, title, No, Family is Not Everything. How can family be everything when God is the one who gave you the family? God is the one who blessed you to be in a family. God is the one who has provided for your family. No, my friend, God is everything, and don't you ever forget that. Your perspective matters. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, 
family members, my beloved. It is so good to be with you again tonight. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 612, if you will, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story, non-fiction story, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present, and the future. And today we are reading Proverbs chapter 17, verses 11 through 20. Shall we pray? On the first day of August, and on this first day of August, America is at the brink of war with China and some other countries, and the UN is uh, trying to turn into a prophet. For the UN said uh, today that the world is from, is one miscalculation away from total destruction. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, help everybody to pray, is my prayer to you. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word and for all of the millions and many and manifold our blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. I praise you and thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your long-suffering towards such wretched creatures as we are. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you tonight for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. I give you all of the glory and all of the praise, for all of it is due your name. 
And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings. Lord, that you have bestowed upon me and my family and uh, thousands of others who belong to you. And Holy Father God, we individually and hopefully collectively confess our sins, our failures, and our faults. Every last one of them. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon us. And please forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us tonight. And fill us who are saved with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray that you would deliver those of us who are saved and born again from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. <coughs> and, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And help us, Lord, tonight for those of us who, uh, who are saved and born again. Help us tonight to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and to get back to you, our first love, in a very real sense. For, Lord, if there ever was a time to do that, that time is now for us as we uh, see what is happening in the world. And we should have done it a long time ago. God have mercy. And, Holy Father God, we pray now for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning around the world. Draw them to yourself for salvation. I, after 34 years, I still pray, Lord, for my wife, Marika White, to lay aside her pride. And Lord, we have other family members who need to do the same. It's very hard to do. <clears throat> Somehow, by your grace, you helped me to do it. But I never really considered myself religious or saved, even though I was very religious, uh, brought up in the church by two preachers. And so uh, it's hard for people who think that they're saved uh, to change and to admit that they're not. So, Lord, I pray for Marika White my wife and all of our family members, including my mother, my two sisters, uh, and uh, my wife's mother and her aunts, have your Holy Ghost to move mightily upon their hearts and upon other people in the family. And Lord, I pray that all of my children, even though I had the privilege
of leading them to you at the age of seven on their birthday. Uh, Lord, uh, uh, as you have taught us in your word, uh, I know some got saved. Some I'm concerned about, help them to be concerned about themselves, and uh, Lord, help them to examine themselves and see uh, whether or not they be in the faith. Because saved people act differently. They understand that your holy word that says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And so, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost uh, all over the world. We pray for the revival of the saved. And we pray also in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife's heart, mind, soul, and spirit and out of others in our family who have the same demonic attitudes and spirits. Uh, especially on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, but even on other days now since I preach your holy gospel each and every day. I praise you and I thank you for all of my children who helped me to do this and who stand uh, with me as I do it and, uh, and who are helping even right now. Bless them, Lord, for their efforts and their service to you. Uh, Lord, even at a young age, open their eyes and help them to see, even more so now, the significance of what you have led me to teach them and to preach to them about and read to them about from the time they were born until they left home. What a privilege and what a blessing uh, you have given to me for doing that. That is... Uh, uh, one of the greatest honors and privileges of my life to be able to, to do that with them. And uh, they have done well uh, compared to others and compared even my siblings and, 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 and me. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that they would uh, continue to do well and to understand what I have taught them very clearly that if they put forth their hands towards any kind of evil with what they know because they know better they will be whipped with many of stripe, many stripes by you, they'll be chastised by you because they know better, they even know better than I knew better uh, at their age and so Holy Father God help them to continue to hold up the blood-stained banner we pray for other Christians to do the same and other Christian young people to do the same. And Lord, I pray that they will understand the importance of only being around people who are saved and love you and uh, not grouping up with children of the devil. For evil communication evil communications corrupt good manners and that includes evil family members uh, who say they're saved but they're not 
And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray this for the children of other Christians <coughs> who name the name of Christ. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would lift all of our burdens, cares, and worries, and guilt of sin, and problems and so forth from our hearts and minds, souls and spirits. If we're willing to confess our sins and repent, uh, Lord, fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. Lord, for some people, help them to pray tonight their good night prayer. Help them to pray, Lord, while I'm praying, the prayer that they pray, hopefully, every night before they go to bed. Lord, help them to gather their family around and uh, enjoy and participate in this devotional time. And Holy Father God, uh, as we are in the most difficult time of our lives, and one of those difficult times in the history of the world. And so, Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, tonight that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from our family and all other Christian families that stand uh, for you and all other people. And Lord, we pray that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil and the demons of hell and from evil people in the family cast out these demonic spirits even out of my wife Marika White and others and I thank you Lord for the liberty to try to help others to understand that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood there is a real devil I have seen him Others have seen him at work against your gospel and your work and your word. And yet there are people in our sweet evangelical communities who don't want to accept it. In our sweet charismatic and Baptist communities who don't want to accept it. Don't want to believe that there's a devil, a real devil. Even though you told us throughout the Bible there is one. Uh, but it is a real thing, and we need to, no wonder you told us repeatedly to pray without ceasing, to pray always, Lord Jesus Christ, you gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray, and not to faint, and that's no joke, Uh, you did not say that for nothing, and so I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Uh, that you would let your will be done in all of our lives and not our will be done. I pray, Lord, tonight help us all who believe in Jesus Christ to understand the importance of hating sin like he does, the importance of confessing our sins, the importance of repenting of our sins, and the importance of being obedient to you and doing right by you. 
And then, Lord, even though we do not want you to take away any of our problems and tribulations and troubles <coughs> without us less learning the lessons you want us to learn, we do pray that if our hearts are right with you, Lord, deliver us from all of the tribulations and troubles, trials and temptations and tests and tensions, uh, Lord, from us and deliver us from them and deliver us also from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles, and difficulties that we are facing. And Holy Father God, I pray <coughs> for my son Daniel White the Fourth, uh, who uh, handled a bogus lawsuit against uh, Black Christian News years ago, and now the same man. Uh, is trying to pull uh, some kind of shenanigans with another bogus lawsuit over nothing. And so, Lord, I pray for my son, Daniel White the Fourth, uh, to pull up all of his paperwork on that and resolve uh, this issue. Uh, and I do pray that you'll give him wisdom and knowledge and understanding and insight. Uh, I believe it's something he has handled before, and I pray that uh, he will uh, nip it in the bud this time. I pray that you'll work a divine miracle and have all of that to come to pass, and that it will never become a stress to me or to any of us uh, I see it as another persecution. Uh, it's very interesting how that this person pops up uh, and this kind of thing pops up from him when we deal heavily against the abomination of homosexuality uh, in our publications. And just this past week, we have asked uh, presidents of multiple uh, denominations representing millions upon millions of believers uh, to tell the Senate to shut down the abomination of so-called same-sex marriage, homosexual marriage, which even Lot didn't do, and I, I, I do not believe the Romans did it. And that is to even consider a man marrying a man. God have mercy. And Lord, I pray that they would step up and do that. And maybe I will pray for them by name tomorrow night. Uh... We thank you, Lord, for those who have, uh, who have already done so. We pray for more to do so. And we pray for some of these uh, Christian presidents of major denominations 
to love you, Lord Jesus, more than they love Obama and Biden. And I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that my son Daniel White IV uh, will uh, nix this problem, nip it in the bud, so to speak, very quickly, post-haste. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that I will not have to take the measures that, uh, that are already in my mind and that this will be handled totally by Him. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in these last days, prepare us, Lord, for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for all of my children that they will not be liars like their mother and uh, their grandmother, uh, not be thieves, but tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, not be people who hide things and cover up things, uh, for they will not prosper if they do so. Lord, help them not to listen to the demonic communications of even their own family members. Lord, help them to stand strong on what they were taught from your word repeatedly growing up, which made them great, even, even as young people. <coughs> All of them writing books before they even left home. Multiple books. And uh, Holy Father God, help them to do something I told them when they were with me. That if they're not going to obey the Bible, if they're not going to obey what I have told them and what I have written to them, uh, I told them, Lord, that make sure they obey what they wrote with their own little hands and own little hearts when they were innocent and had innocent hearts and minds and they were not corrupted by evil people in their church evil pastors and pastors wives evil demonic mentors who have lived ungodly and sinful lives evil and ungodly bosses evil and ungodly family members <clears throat> Lord, help them to look to you and to stand on your word and stand on the promises they learned hundreds of times while they were with me. Help them never to forget your holy word. And help them, uh, help Danny to never forget her life's verse, which has worked wonders for her. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these other things shall be added unto you. 
And so, Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, I pray that you will bless and protect our family and all other Christian families that name the name of Christ. Not only our children, but grandchildren. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves. Protect us from our flesh. Protect us from the devil. Protect us, Lord, from the demons of hell. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family. Evil people in the church and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Lord God in heaven, receive all glory to your name. And uh, lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For all glory, praise, and honor is due unto you and to your Holy Son, Jesus Christ. By the power of your magnetic Holy Spirit, draw people to yourself. I don't know how you do it, Lord. I have no clue. Uh, Help me, Lord. Give me the strength, the energy, the strength in my legs and in my feet the unction and the anointing, the freedom and the power of your Holy Spirit to do the job that you gave me to do. do. And not to worry about how you do what you do. And uh, because I still don't have a clue how you can draw a wicked sinner like myself to yourself who cursed and swore down that he would never be a preacher like his dad. And then you save him and turn him around and then make him to be a preacher who preaches every day. Lord, I don't understand that. But I give you the glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. I feel like singing, y'all, but I can't. One of my pastors forbade me to do so. He told me, son, you just preach. (laughs) I know you love the saying, but that's not your gift. Now, see, that's a loving pastor right there. And then I listened to one of the audios myself. (laughs) And I agreed with him. I agreed with him. I said, I think you got something right there. I believe you're onto something. And so I'm trying to be obedient to one of my pastors. See, that's a loving pastor for you right there. Why is it? I have two questions for you tonight. 
Why is it that when people rebuke you and show you in the mirror some of your ugliness, you think they hate you and they don't love you? See, we're something else today. The most perfect cup of green tea. My second question for you, you'll hear more about this a little bit later, is why is it that sweet evangelical Christian people, that includes all of us on the Protestant side of the fence, why we why we quote all things work together for the good about everything, death, Excuse me, car accidents, car crashes, health issues, everything except marriage. We quote divorce. We want divorce. Divorce court. We never, I've never heard anybody say everything in my marriage is for the good for me and my spouse and for my children. I've never heard that in over 42 years. All things work together for the good. Even if you're in what you would think is a bad marriage, and most people think that they're in a bad marriage because both people are sinners in the bad marriage. And so you're going to have some badness in it. Hello. Okay. But no, we're ready to rip and run. We want something new. Why? Because all you're going to get is some more bad stuff. People are bad. Some are worse than others. And people who are not saved are the worst because they don't have a filter. They don't have uh, any self-control. And that's a very bad situation. But even at that, the spouse who is born again ought to say all things work together for the good. And sometimes you can't see the good and will not see the good until you're way down the road. Okay? But in God's economy, no matter what you think, all things work together for the good. Yes, even in what you would call a bad marriage. To the point where you want to quit the marriage and divorce. And get out there footloose and fancy free. And, and, and try to hook up with somebody else down at the divorce care. See. See the divorce care. Is after you go to the divorce court. Churches pull you in. And they pull in millions of divorce horny people. Who, who everything else in their life, all things work together for the good. But not, not this marriage here. You're a hypocrite. You're a phony. You're a fake. You're a lie. Your feet ain't made and your heart pumps peanut butter. You just, you're, you're a juvenile. And I'm saying it to your face. You don't have to ask anybody nothing. Or, or in the words of one of my parents' friends, Nothing.
You check it out for yourself. Have you ever heard a Christian, an evangelical, a charismatic, a Baptist, when they were having trouble in that, all things were together for the good? They don't even think about that verse. They don't even think about it. They're thinking about divorce and getting hooked up with somebody else who they think is going to be better. The devil is a lie. I thought I'd just bring that up. Proverbs 17, 11 through 20. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. An evil man seeketh only rebellion, therefore a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. Let a bear robbed of her whelps meet a man rather than a fool in his folly. Whoso rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is as when one letteth out water. Therefore leave off contention before it be meddled with. He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just, even they both are abomination to the Lord. Wherefore is there a price in the hand of a fool to get wisdom, seeing he hath no heart to it? A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man void of understanding striketh hands and becometh surety in the presence of his friend. He loveth transgression that loveth strife, and he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction. He that hath a forward heart findeth no good, and he that hath a perverse tongue falleth into mischief. Ladies and gentlemen, shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your holy word. Tonight, have it to find a lodging place in our hearts. Help us to meditate on it. Help us to remember it. Then, Lord, help us to meditate on it. Help us to understand it and help us to comprehend it. Help us to obey it and apply it to our lives. And Lord, help some of us to teach it, to preach it, and to preach and proclaim your holy gospel. 
so that others may hear the good news and get saved from the hell that awaits them if they don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we do pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, in the words of David Jeremiah, men and women, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, that's the phrase I love the most. I really love that phrase. Pardon me. Family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International. This is a ministry that God led me to, an evangelistic ministry that God led me to start back in 1983. When I got, uh, it was already started before I got out of the Air Force, but I got out of the Air Force in August of 1983, having spent four honorable years. And as soon as I got out, I ran across an evangelist by the name of Jimmy Johnston, I think his name was. And, uh, and uh, he helped me to get things set up for the evangelistic ministry. And... Uh, And a long time ago, and uh, he was young like I, I was, and, and so we did similar type of preaching across the country and around the globe from that point, for there was no coronavirus at that time, thank God. Um, and so I guess the ministry is, is approaching 40 years. The the uh, the ministry proper. I was preaching four years before that, uh, but the but this particular organization, Gospel Light, we added the society a little bit later. Uh, Ministries International. Anyway, we're with today. We're doing the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening, a true devotional book, and I believe the greatest of all time. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 598. Daniqua, I know you're busy. Daniel Ezekiel, I know you're busy. Danielle, I know you're busy, but especially Daniqua. Uh, let's get ready for number 600. All of these milestones are miracles, and we want to thank God for these milestones. 
for Daniqua, my daughter Daniqua, Grace White. She's the one who's done all almost 600 devotionals. She put them together in podcast form. 600. Uh, what a milestone. We give God the glory, praise, and honor. And uh, we don't even do these, this podcast every day. We used to, but we added some other devotional materials and mixed it in together. And, uh, and, and we go like that. Today, Dr. Spurgeon chose Ruth, chapter 2, verse 3. And uh, she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field, belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. Her hap was, yes, it seemed nothing but an accident, But how divinely was it overruled? Ruth had gone forth with her mother's blessing under the care of her mother's God uh, to humble but honorable toil. And the providence of God was guiding her every step. Glory be to God. All things work together for the good. I told you, this is not planned. Things we be doing around here, not, they're not planned. God, yesterday was not planned. I preached on the family and how the family and friends and neighbors and cousins persecute the prophet in the family. Yesterday, early afternoon, yesterday morning, early afternoon, came back and preached uh, a message dealing with that passage last night. That's all God. I have nothing to do with that. Little did she know that amid the sheaves she would find a husband. Go ahead, Ruth. See, all things work together for the good. You just need to follow the God of Israel, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And God will lead you and guide you in some of the strangest ways, man. Some of the strangest ways and lead you right where you need to be. That he should make her the joint owner of all those broad acres, and that she, a poor foreigner, should become one of the progenitors of the great Messiah, Jesus Christ. Somebody ought to say amen right where you are. God is very good to those who trust in him. God is, let me say that again, from Spurgeon. God is very good to those who trust in him and follow him. That is a fact. 
and every true born-again child of God knows that to be true. Not just Ruth. Every last saint of God knows it. David knew it. And often surprises them with unlooked-for blessings. <laughs> Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead, Doc. What kind of blessings? Oftentimes, God will surprise his children with unlooked-for blessings. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Little do we know what may happen to us tomorrow, but this sweet fact may cheer us that no good thing shall be withheld from us. Glory be to God in the name of Jesus and because of Jesus. And don't you ever forget that. Chance is banished from the faith of Christians, for they see the hand of God in everything, in everything. All things work together for the good, I told you. You say, preacher, your bad marriage to your uh, Jamaican wife and all of the things that you have had to uh, go through, you all that work together for the good, yes. You say, preacher, how? I really don't know how all of the time, but I know God has blessed me. And uh, she may not have enjoyed the marriage as she should have because of her rebelliousness and disobedience and pride, but I sure have. I wouldn't trade my mad life for nothing. Because, see, I understand my authority under God, and I get what I want out of the marriage, and I have gotten what I want out of the marriage. I ain't never been wanting for nothing. And I, and I want you all to understand, too, when I preach on the home and family and how why and I get on women and stuff like that. I've never had any problem with women. Personally. I've never had any problem with women and, and women have been very good to me. Better to me than I've been to myself. Better than what I deserve. Let me put it that way. That's a fact. Okay? So I, I, I've never been hurt by a woman. I, I have never been uh, dumped by a woman. None of that kind of stuff like that. I don't even understand what these guys be crying and boohooing about. I've never had that experience. All I do know, my mother did not know what she was doing to her sons by uh, ruling over their daddy and manipulating him and controlling him and dominating him and doing other evil things. Because I saw that, and I sensed that, and I felt that. And, uh, and, and, and that, that had an impact on me. <laughs> she didn't know. Now, God has a lot to do with all of that, too, now. Because God had a calling on my life. I didn't know that then. And, and one of the things he called me to do, this is nothing new to me that you're hearing. You think it's new because you're hearing it for the first time. Uh, I've been preaching this for over 40 years. What the Bible says about the home. And God showed me that there is a problem. The problem in the home is that it is out of order. 
And for years, husbands have allowed their wives to control them, dominate them, manipulate them. And it disrupted and, destroy, and it destroyed many, many families and children. Because it is not done by divine order. Now, I told you the other night, if Dr. T.D. Jakes of, 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 of uh, uh, Woman Thou Art Loose fame, pardon me, says there, there's a problem. There's a problem. Dr. Tony Evans, one of those loving, uh, nicest guys you'll ever want to meet. We'll treat you like your own, like 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 uh, your family. And he, he's, if he says there's a problem, buddy, there's a problem. Now, because he he's not looking for any trouble. Somebody might be able to say about me, I'm looking for trouble, but I, he's not even looking for any trouble. He just he just want, he's just teaching the Bible, but he has identified this as a problem. And he is a real theologian with an earned doctorate. And if, if he's saying there's a problem, there's a problem. He, they, these men are trying to correct a problem in the home. See, because if they don't, listen, if you don't get that problem solved, the church is done in America as we know it. God has his remnant. I'm not talking about the remnant. I'm not, I'm not talking about the 7,000. I'm not talking about the faithful few. God's church will survive. I'm just saying the church as you know it is going bye-bye. And that issue has helped to gnaw away at it like termites to a house. You can like that or not. Don't make any difference. No, they, 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 these dear men are very loving men. They have a pastor's hearts. They're going to say it differently than me. I'm going to say it a little bit rougher. Because some of you Negroes do not, white or black, you don't understand that nice, loving talk. See, you don't understand it. And you, and, and you still get mad at them. You still get mad at them. And I told you, that you don't need to get mad at them. You don't get mad at somebody, get mad at me. I can take it. And they, they can take it too, but they don't want to take it. They want to be loved like everybody else, all the other pastors. They're loving pastors. But they are not going to compromise for you. Because they fear God. See, they're pastors I don't worry about because I know they fear God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know they, they learn to fear God. They have learned to trust God and obey God. I don't worry about people who are like that. They, I, I don't care what you try to give them, what you try to do. They not because uh, they know what God can do to them, and that's a fact. Anyway, Spurgeon continues the trivial events of today or tomorrow may involve consequences of the highest importance. O Lord, deal as graciously with thy servants as thou didst with Ruth. How blessed would it be if in wandering in the field of meditation tonight, our hap, our hap, 
I'll help. I'll help. I'll help. I'll help. I'll help. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Should be to light upon the place where our next kinsman will reveal himself to us. O Spirit of God, guide us to him. We would sooner glean in his field than bear away the whole harvest from any other. O for the footsteps of his flock, which may conduct us to the green pastures where he dwells. This is a weary world when Jesus is away. We could better do without sun and moon than without him. But how divinely fair all things become in the glory of his presence. Our souls know the virtue which dwells in Jesus and can never be content without him. We will wait in prayer this night until our hap, our hap, our hap shall be to light on a part of the field belonging to Jesus wherein he will manifest himself to us. Glory be to God. Amen. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your holy word and thank you, Lord, for another uh, deep devotional based upon your holy word from your servant, he being dead, yet speaketh Charles Haddon Spurgeon. We give you the glory, praise, and honor for all of it is due your name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. There's nothing like some cold water in the summertime. Nothing like it. By the way, how many of you have tried my drink? good to have after you eat a meal. Freshly squeezed lemon juice. And, and, and if you like me, you like the lemon juice light. You don't want to do the whole lemon. You do half of the lemon. A good lemon. Half. A glass like this right here. This, you can take it. A glass like this. Squeeze the lemon in there real good. Get all the juice out of it. Let the seeds go in it. Don't worry about it. And then get you some apple cider vinegar. Preferably brag. Brag. I don't get any money. I don't get any money for this. If you see brag on it. Okay. That's a good name. I've been using Bragg ever since I've been saved. This is Bragg Organic Raw Unfiltered Apple Cider Vinegar. Your daily dose of wellness with the mother. Now, sometimes the mother can look kind of ugly. But she's up in there. And you need to have it inside of you. Okay? Bragg Apple Cider Vinegar. That's what I'm talking about. That's the number one. That's the best one. There are others, but they're not like this one. Okay, do you hear me? You got it? Write it down. So you get, a, you get clean, pure water. Now, not water out of the faucet. 
pure water, cold water, and you put that, you squeeze the lemon in there, number one, number one, squeeze the lemon in there, number two, put you about two t tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, you just kind of eyeball it, and I've already shown you the stevia you should get from Trader Joe's. It's like a, it's like a medicine bottle. It's not like the other stevias, organic stevia. And you squeeze that little thing, and you squirt it in your thing, and that should do it. Trader Joe's is not as sweet like some of the other ones you buy in the grocery store because they put they add other stuff to it, other sugars and stuff like that. So be careful. Trader Joe's is 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 strictly stevia. And you do that right now. And you can do that in the morning. That's a good thing to do. And you, but, but after you eat your main meal, that's one of the best things you can do. You won't have any problems with any uh, 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 stomach issues and things coming back up and all that kind of stuff. Reflux or whatever you call it. Okay? And it's generally good for you. And if you have diabetes issues, it'll help tap that down as well. I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to tell you, don't, don't be living by metformin. You're going to end up dying early. Okay? God told me not to do that. God told me not to do that. God told me you'd be better off taking the advice of Paul and drinking a... a a red wine, dry red wine. I said dry, dry red wine, not sweet people. That's not wine. I mean, that's not what you're talking about. That's not what. That's what. That's not what you need. A dry red wine is what you need, and that's for people, men preferably over fifty. And, and if you got those issues as a woman, I guess a half a glass would help you. And all you need is one glass. And one of the best wines you can get is Rothschild's. It's a kosher wine, Rothschild's. You know, that's the rich Jewish family that runs the, they say run, they run the world. But I don't know about all that, but they have a good wine. And you can you can use it uh, for communion as well. It's kosher. Okay, so let, let me leave you all alone. For some some of y'all get mad at me. Let's move over to the family segment as we uh, deal with the commandments of God upon the husband. God speaks to everybody in the family. And see, the problem with everybody in the family, in most cases, nobody wants anybody to tell them what to do, but God tells everybody what to do. See, that's another reason why you ought to believe that this is God's book. God, God is over everybody, and God's going to command everybody. And by the way, these are not suggestions. These are not ideas for you to consider. These are not little tools that you can try. My sweet evangelicals have killed me down through the years. Ten tools to make 
a happy marriage. Uh, what's the other word they use? Ten keys for a happier marriage. You people have killed me with this mess. And evidently you killed uh, uh, Dr. Tim Clinton with it. I believe he's so sick of that mess. That little fluffy stuff that don't mean anything. It's not based on the Bible. It's a mess you tried with your wife or your husband. And be and, and listen to me. I, I, and I know some women are going to they're going to be offended by it. But let me just say this: be very leery of a a woman today writing a book about how to have a happy marriage. Be very leery of that. Unless she is sticking strictly to the scriptures. And if that's the case, we really don't need her book. And by the way, let, uh, let me just say, you can do what you please, uh, you know. But uh, you better, you, you'll be better off sticking with the Bible. And if the writer is not clinging to the Bible, lining everything up with the word of God, the book is not worth anything. And be very leery about a woman writing a book on how to have a happy marriage. If you must read a book, you'll be better off with a uh, man who knows the Bible and who's going to tell you the truth based upon what the Bible says. And he's not going to overcompensate like most preachers do, most pastors do, because they don't understand women at all. So they, um, they overcompensate, favoring the woman over the man. They've been doing this for years. Because they don't understand what is in a woman. God wired a woman. God didn't tell a woman to submit to her husband and not give her the ability and the desire to do so. It's deep down in there. See, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about saved people. It's deep down in there that she wants to serve a man. She wants to help a man. As I told you, my wife is at her best when I have told her to do something that she didn't want to do. And, 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 and to her surprise, not mine, she had a better attitude after she got it done. She felt better about herself. But you know why? Because I told her to do something that's already in her to do. May God bless the women who do what they're supposed to do on their own. I know a woman. She was a member of uh, uh, a church. Uh, that I uh, served that, and every day when she got off work, she mopped her floor. Now she had just learned that from from the time she was a child. Her mother taught her that, and and she mopped her kitchen floor, swept it and mopped it every day. See the mentality of not getting things clean, but keeping things clean. Okay. If, if, if you would read Ephesians chapter 5 and 6 every day 
individually or with your family, you will not need somebody else's book. God's book tells you how to do it. You have to be careful with these people, with these books, because they're going to try to train you to do what they do. What they do may not be biblical. And then you have a greater mess on your hands. And let me tell you men something. Women resent the fact that you have to read somebody's book. Just like some women resent that you have to take some pills. Just like the movie The Falkers. You got to be very careful. One of the, to me, one of the funniest movies ever made. When the father-in-law looked at the son-in-law and said, let me ask you, are you attracted to my daughter, man? Are you still attracted to my daughter, even though she's had some babies? Yes, 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 father-in-law. Of course. Do you have to take some pills to get it up for her? Oh, no, no, no. Come on, man. Don't be asking me questions like that. I know. I'm still attracted to your daughter, sir. Okay? See? Just like there are women who resent the fact you got to sneak and take some pills to get things going for her because they see that as you're not being attracted to her naturally. She resents the fact that you got to read somebody's book and try to practice some keys and some lessons and some tools on her. That's, that says to her, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to handle me. I tried to tell you before we got married, I'm a whole lot. Okay? And, and I'm going to say something that is uh, uh, she might be saying I'm legion. Okay? Okay? When she says I'm a whole lot. That means there's a whole lot of personalities down up in there. A whole lot of this and a whole lot of that. And if you don't know how to deal with her as a woman, as a man, uh, you know, you as a man, then you're going to have a problem. Naturally, from God, instincts from God. Because God, just like God puts instincts in her, God put instincts in you. The reason why I've never had any problem with a woman, uh, as far as that is concerned, is because I know what's in women. God has given me insight into women. I may have more than you, whatever, I don't know. I shouldn't. But I know this, most men don't understand that your wife really wants to be a helpmeet, but it's all underneath manipulation that she's been taught lying, that she's been taught covering up things, that she's been taught uh, rebelliousness, pride, stubbornness, uh, meanness, moodiness, controlling you, that she's been taught by her mother and other women and so forth and so on. Underneath all of that, then you got the, you got the flesh, you got the devil, 
You got the fact that she may not even be saved. She might just be religious. All of that is, 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 is suffocating what is naturally in her. You ever heard the song, He Makes Me Feel Like a Natural Woman? Well, there are men who know how to tap into that natural woman thing. Get all past everything and go down right. And, and, they, and, they, and they have an authority about them. They walk in, in an authority over women that they deal with. And the women, the, 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 the women or the woman responds to that. She can detect that. And she's willing to submit and to do whatever and so forth and so on. Just stick with your Bible. Read your Bible and pray for God. Pray to God for wisdom. But understand that women already have these things in them. You have to, uh, under God's direction, bring it out. And uh, you say, well, I'm just getting tired of having to tell her this and uh, rebuke her about this and correct her about this. I'm just getting tired. Well, who told you to get tired? You have a job to do, sir. No getting tired. What's, what's going to happen? You're going to divorce her and then start getting tired with the next one? Because that's what's going to happen. <clears throat> when you're dealing with sinners, you have to instruct. That's the way of life. You have to teach. You have to correct. Unless they already know it. And then you got a beautiful situation on your hands. Make sure you appreciate it. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 25 through 32. This is our third night. God commands husbands. Remember, these are not suggestions. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So all men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as <coughs> the church, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Now let me just say something about that right quick, again. You know why women are so fine? There's nothing more beautiful on earth than a fine, fat woman. Naturally now. Now you go adding uh, padding to your butt, padding to your breasts. You remove your eyebrows, your natural eyebrows. I saw a woman last night, bless her heart. 
She was one of the analysts on one of the shows there. She had glasses on, big glasses on. She took off her natural eyebrows and painted on some eyebrows that came up like a half circle above the glasses. This is unnatural. I want you to know, women, that everything you do to your body that is unnatural is unnatural and is going to look unnatural to men. Okay? Now, they may still use you. But, and, and let me just say something to you women who are trying to get a, a big butt like a, a, the girl, uh, what's her name? I forget her name now. Anyway, they're they basically calling her a horse. She's a stallion. Okay. And it's based upon her posterior. Now, I hope everything she has is natural. Uh, because you're going to pay for it when you start messing with padding yourself and all of that. You're going to pay for it for the rest of your life. You're going against God, man. You're messing with God, what God did. Now, let me just tell you something. Now, I've never even been with a woman... Uh, who has patted her behind. I've never had sex with a woman who has patted her. They, they didn't do that back in our day. Okay. And I'm not attracted to it today. But I would, I would imagine. Now let me say something. Let me say something. I would imagine now. Don't be mad. Uh, even with a man who is well endowed. If you're not satisfied because he can't really do what he needs to do with you. Because you done patted yourself out of your satisfaction zone. Okay? You're messing up your life. You're messing up your body. You're trying to do this stuff to attract a man. But you must understand what attracted him you 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 you're gonna need to use to keep him. Don't be crying. You can't be satisfied, and you've added ten inches to your posterior, which you didn't need to do in in the first place, because some of you needed to lose ten inches from the get go. Okay. So. Uh, and, and, and we have uh, documentation that that has been a problem. Don't mess with your body that God gave you. Trust in the Lord like Ruth. And your hap may happen to you. Okay? Leave your body alone. And let me just say something else to you women. I don't care who you are, you, any, any tattoo anywhere on your body is unattractive. It makes you look like a tramp. Not to mention you're, you're disobeying God's word. God told you not to be inking yourself up like that. Some of you can't even marry, uh, some of you people can't even, women can't even wear, wear a, and, uh, 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 one of the dresses with the, it shows your arm. You're looking like a football player. That's ugly. I'm telling you what men don't, they're afraid to tell you. 
having tattoos all down your arm and all of that and everywhere is ugly. It looks disgusting. Okay, so if you can get it off, get it off. Don't carry yourself like a low-life slut, looking like a slut. Got ink all over your body and all this kind of stuff, and you don't uh, uh, added stuff to your body, uh, which people can tell, men can tell. Taking off your natural eyebrows and painting on eyebrows, you're gonna take off what God gave you and paint something else on your face. That's ridiculous. Okay, that is ridiculous. And you're going to pay for it. You're going to smart for it. And no man wants that. No man wants a mad woman. And then he gets her home and in the bed after the wedding. And uh, on, on your back side, you got a tattoo that says, Tom, Dick, and Harry, been here. Huh? Talk to me. No, 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 no. That's going, be, that's going to be a huge turnoff for years to come. Well, that's when I was out there in the past, you know, and smoking meth and marijuana and everything at the same time. It don't matter. You're supposed to be a wife now. Anyway, verse 32, this is a great, a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Paul was talking about Christ in the church. He put that on the level with marriage, or the marriage with the uh, uh, marriage on the level with Christ in the church. It's a very serious matter. Marriage is very serious and is permanent. Okay, and you don't try on marriage like you try on a pair of shoes. As I said to you before. All things work together for the good. After 34 years of marriage, my wife and I have never had a great marriage, as some of you would call it. Uh, I, I, I've had a great marriage because of Jesus Christ. See, Jesus Christ serves as a buffer uh, to people's foolishness and evil and sin. I can't explain all of that to you right now. But you can, listen to me, if you have Jesus Christ in your life, you can enjoy your life even if you're married to a, 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 a person who is not saved. <coughs> Very much so. And uh, he makes the difference. So with that, that's the third night of God dealing with husbands in our segment, the family segment. And, uh, uh, but, but, but I, I have to say again now, why don't sweet evangelicals and Christians, Baptists and Charismatics and Methodists, why don't they cover their marriage with the same verse they cover all other bad things that happen in their lives? All things work together for the good. Why, why don't they say that about their marriage? They go straight to the divorce court, then the divorce care, and the only reason why they go to the divorce care is because the pastor's wife told them, there's a nice man over there, he's getting a divorce too. He'll be good for you. 
in most churches, divorce care, which some, some evangelical created <coughs> as a ministry, you're going to take something that God forbids in the Old Testament, God forbids, Jesus forbids in the New Testament, big time, editing Moses. And you're going to make a ministry out of it to draw people to your church. Yes, these poor people, they need our help. No, 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 you have, you know, I, I guarantee you, if you, uh, you would attract more people by taking down divorce care and put a big old banner like you put in front of your church for divorce care. And some of you pastors, you're evil as the devil. You got divorce care up there so you can get a, a, a vulnerable, vulnerable woman up in there to take it, take advantage of her. And, and, and formerly married women, women going through a divorce, are very vulnerable. One of the reasons why is because they're very horny. They're used to having that man and now they're going through a divorce. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. We're going to pray in a minute. Is it preach? I, I'm just some of the things you say. You are not to say, preacher. Well, I, I'll stop saying them when you and your spouse and your children stop looking at pornography. Okay. Look at me real good and see if I'm playing with you. When you stop looking at pornography on your phone, in the car, in the bathroom, every chance you get. When you stop looking at that, I, maybe I'll stop saying some of the things that you already know very well. And you're saying yourself. And you're doing yourself. So the last thing you need to have on... A big old sign. I've seen some big signs. Divorce care. Why not stay together marriage care? That's what the church ought to be about. And maybe the husband and wife who are going through a difficult time with 2.5 children. They'll see that sign out there. So, you know, listen, I'll tell you what. Let's go to this church and, and learn how to keep our marriage together. Don't wait till they get a divorce. And you ought to have a marriage service and a marriage sermon every day. Don't wait for some special uh, series. Every day you ought to be doing something. Every week, rather, you ought to be doing something on marriage. And have a certain night. People who are interested in keeping their marriages together. And, and pastor, you don't need to be involved in it. And pastor's wife does not need to be involved in it. Hire some biblically based counselors. And let them <coughs> deal with those issues. Anyway, let's pray for others. Let's pray for uh, other families and let's pray for other people. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this first standing between the living and the dead service for the month of August, August the 1st, 8.07, I believe, 
807 uh, services now, I believe that that's the case. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray for the healing of all uh, marriages that belong to people who name the name of Christ and families. We pray, Lord, for the salvation of the lost who are married. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> Pardon me, Lord. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of those who are not saved, for the healing of those, Lord, who are sick, for the revival of those who are saved, and for the comfort of those who are grieving and mourning in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would have mercy and grace upon us who name the name of Christ. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. And Holy Father God, help us who are saved to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent, Lord, of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And Lord, we pray that you would save those who are lost even tonight as they hear the gospel. Lord, open their blinded eyes and unstop their deaf ears and save their souls. We pray, Lord, for all people who are in the ministry of government, from the President of the United States on down. <coughs> uh, to police officers, not only in this country, but around the globe. And Holy Father God, uh, lead them, guide them, and direct them that we may lead peaceful lives. We pray, Lord, for all Christians who are being persecuted, now not only in Nigeria, but in the Philippines. Uh, no, not the Philippines, I'm sorry. No, but Vietnam <coughs> and other places around the world, including America. And so, Lord, I pray that you would prepare us for our day as well. And Holy Father God, we also uh, pray that you will protect them, grant them your grace in their trying hours and even in their dying hours, if that be your will for them and for us. And Lord, we pray, yes, for the millions who have... Uh, who are suffering and grieving and mourning uh, due to the coronavirus plague. Thousands are still dying around the world. Uh, God comfort these families, comfort the families, uh, even with uh, loved ones in the hospital, which could sometimes even be worse as far as pain is concerned. Uh, but Lord, we pray for the millions, but we pray also for a few by name as we have done <clears throat> for 806 services uh, uh, over the past years. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Germany resident uh, Jana Gabriella 
We pray for the family and friends of Albania resident R.L. Reli Hima. We pray for the family and friends of Serbia resident Eldar Podvorica. We pray for the family and friends of Albania resident Quindrum Zazi uh, Shatayim. And we pray, Lord, for the family and friends of London resident Alan Morrison. We pray for Al Alan Morrison John. And Lord, we pray also for all of the prayer requests that have come in down through the years and the few that we have listed tonight. We pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. And uh, all of the thousands that we have prayed for by name and prayer request. And uh, Lord, we pray the same for these people. <coughs> we pray that you would protect them all from the coronavirus and other plagues. And we pray, Lord, that you will help all of us to continue to pray. And help us to pray without ceasing. And Lord, we pray now for Patrick. Please renew his hunger for your word. Give him joy. Bless him with goals and hobbies. Give him discernment on which group of Christians he should fellowship with. Deliver him from anger and enable him to be a good father figure for an orphan boy who he knows. <clears throat> and Lord, we pray for Pastor Bushibi. Thank you for the Sunday service at Kabula Church. Please supply all their needs individually. And as a ministry during tough times, protect them and provide them with the food they need throughout the August election period. We pray, Lord, for Shikatla. Please bless him with the sufficient food and resources he needs to take care of the orphan children uh, and uh, also to treat the AIDS, HIV, HIV AIDS patients and the elderly in his church and to win more lost souls for you before you return. Bless him with the sponsors he needs to establish a Bible college, orphanage, and old age home. Provide for him financially as well and his family. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved down through the years. We pray for the thousands and we pray for a few by name. Uh, through the preaching of your gospel from this ministry, help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. Uh, Lord, we pray for Dan, we pray for Wayne, we pray for Myrna, we pray for Rosa, and we pray for Maria. We also pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you uh, in the thousands, but we pray for a few by name uh, as they have heard your holy word preached from this pulpit. We pray for Roger, we pray for Dara, we pray for Deidre, we pray for Mallory, and we pray for Marlene. Lord, we commit these souls into your hands and uh, our souls as well. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight and you have never 
truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you're not sure that if you died tonight, uh, where you would go, heaven or hell, if you want to go to heaven and you want to avoid going to hell, Jesus Christ said these words, the most important words ever said in the history of the world, most loving words, and most magnificent words that have gone down in history. Millions have heard these words, some with great understanding and some not so much. My prayer for you tonight is that you would understand these words and receive them and do what Jesus Christ is telling you to do uh, in them. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. As you believe, call on his name. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than uh, the prophets and the apostles. Why? Because he loves you and he wants you to take advantage of what he did on the cross for you as the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. For we are sinners, you are a sinner. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have done evil in his sight. We all have lied, stolen things, lusted after people in our hearts, coveted what other people have in our hearts, disobeyed our parents, disrespected and dishonored our parents, dishonored God by taking his holy name in vain. These are a part of the Ten Commandments, and I just named five. I could go on. How about adultery, having sex with somebody you're not married to? Yet they're married to somebody else, and or you are married to somebody else. Adultery. And Jesus Christ said, if you lust in your heart uh, after a woman, you've committed adultery already in your heart. The problem with sin, too, is that it is a punishment. The Bible says, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. 
we die because of our sins. We don't die because of a car crash. We don't die because we got shot. We don't die because of cancer or the coronavirus plague. We die because of our sins. It's a punishment. There's nothing good about death. It is a punishment because of sin. And yes, it is the most frightening thing on earth. And it should be. And you need to understand that yes, God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But he wants you to understand that if you do not trust in Jesus Christ, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ in this life, uh, God will allow you uh, to go to hell. You already know that God will allow you to die because of your sins. And if that's the case, you must understand that God will allow you to go to hell. If that's what you want to do. Because he's done everything he could to save you from hell. He's got me up at almost 11 o'clock at night preaching the gospel to you right now. He's doing everything he can to save your soul. In fact, you're still living because he wants you to hear the gospel and get saved. So if you're not saved, you don't have the confidence, you don't have the assurance, rather, that you are going to heaven when you die, knowing that you can die at any moment, may I lovingly encourage you to get saved right now. Don't Wait till tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Call on his name and ask him to save you. For the Bible says, call upon the name of the Lord and thou whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're willing to believe in your heart in Jesus Christ and believe that he died for your sins, was buried and rose again, and call on his name in prayer, please repeat after me the sinner's prayer. Mean it from your heart. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. And I admit that I have done evil in your sight. Repeatedly. I have indeed broken your Ten Commandments. I understand that one day I'm going to die because of my sins. And I understand that if I don't believe in you and call on your name and ask you to save me, I'm going to hell when I die.
Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my evil sins and ways. And that you were buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change my ways. Help me to repent of all of my sins. And help me to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the newness of life. From this day forward. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare unto you that you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Church membership can't save you. Speaking in tongues can't save you. Giving money to the church can't save you. Even getting baptized can't save you. You did what you were told to do by Jesus Christ. For he's the only one who can save you. For he's the only one who died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. And so based upon God's eternal and holy word, may I say congratulations because now you're saved and on your way to heaven and you are not going to that awful place called hell. To help you grow more in the faith and to be the disciple, the Christian disciple that God wants you to be, please go to Gospel Light Society dot com and read my book free of charge. You'll never be asked a dime for it. What to do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. You just entered in. And if you read that book, you will know your next steps to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you want to, you can read it in one sitting. Also, email us and let us know at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and send you some more free material. Until next time, my beloved, may God bless you and keep you is my prayer. After I pray, we're going to hear some more of the beautiful hymns of the faith. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you for what you have done, for what you are doing, and for what you will do. And Holy Father God, we pray that everybody who heard the gospel tonight 
uh, will get saved if they didn't get saved tonight. Revive all of your people. Heal their marriages and families and help them to be encouraged uh, to walk by faith and not by sight and to pray without ceasing. Lord, I pray that if you tarry your coming and if we live until tomorrow, Lord, help us to meet again. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen.